Welcome to The Corner, La Source's digital show dedicated to the sport and entertainment industry. Every two weeks, we invite a professional to share their experience, background, and challenges. The sport industry moves fast, and having their insights is the best way to keep up to speed. Welcome to The Corner. When I joined, I was focusing only on digital, uh, but then I got a larger role. I got, you know, lucky enough to to be, uh, you know, to be promoted, and uh, and now I'm managing just all sort of rights, uh, you know, whether it's digital or, or or TV rights. Interesting, and just to understand, so that means that there's more your team outbounding the different right holders and broadcasters in the different regions, or when you're in the position like the one at the NBA, it's actually those broadcasters that do the original reach outs. How does it how, like? What's the, so the that's a, the, that's a very that's a very good question. Uh, I I think that my my life and my work my job is is probably very different to those of um, rights right owners that uh, that will be a little bit less premium. We we do sell rights, but yes, there is a a, a large part of uh, of reaching out from the broadcasters. So, so you know, because because the brand is so valuable, it, it clearly it makes our life easier, and it's not like I have to uh, to do uh, you know call calls to uh, to broadcaster to uh, to pitch why they should need our rights. Um, but also, you know, it's a small market, uh, so we we it, it's easy to identify who are the major player. But uh, but but very often we we, we do uh, you know receive some interest proactively from the broadcasters. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually an interesting one because it's more about strategy and exposition. I'm assuming, obviously, there's the monetary component, but and I guess the broadcasters' offers are often related on what they understand of the overall value that they can create around the rights that you're selling to them. But I'm assuming it's a, it's a more fun job than the one of chasing or very simply running tenders. Uh, yes, and there's a big strategic aspect indeed, uh, and um, there's a lot of variety also in the in the discussion we have and in the d- dynamics of of each single market. I mean, we manage more than 40 partners in the region. We cover 47 countries, uh, 36 languages, so we keep ourselves busy. And you're you're not going to sell the rights the same way on you know, let's say in a, in a territory like the UK. Uh, and a territory where you know a territory like the UK that is not a you know basketball market per se, but where still there's a big affinity with the brand from more a lifestyle and fashion perspective. And in um, the the in the Balkans, let's say where you know basketball is a religion uh, and it's all about uh, the game itself, and and they have like 15 local players. Uh, so that's that that's different dynamics clearly. And then you know, in any media right discussion that's not specific to the NBA, uh, if there's competition or not on the market, it's going to dictate your strategy as well for obvious reasons. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, in general, so the headquarters of the uh, the NBA offices are based out of London. And so, what do you operate from London? What is done centrally for the US, and what is handled at the European level by the London office in general? Um, you mean in term of 
basically, are you asking how independent we are from the U.S.? Is that the question? That, that, that was the first step to that question. No, I mean, we, we have a very high level of autonomy on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, but, you know, we have a very strong brand, which means that we are extremely careful about, you know, how we're commercializing this brand, which means that we have processes in place and regular checkpoints with the U.S. so that ultimately, you know, they have to give the green light when it comes to the business deal. Like, I'm, I cannot sign a deal without going to the U.S. and, and making a case. But they obviously understand that we have the knowledge of the market and that, you know, it, it, people is key. People are key in, in business discussion in general. Uh, so having the, the local knowledge of the market, having the personal knowledge of the people you're dealing with is, is very important and they trust us on that. So I don't feel like it's that centralized, at least from my perspective. Yeah, you have the autonomy because obviously the NBA are doing putting together European office with high level people that have a better knowledge ultimately. And so as long as you defend the case in the proper manner, they just follow your, they, I, I'm assuming they follow your recommendations and then add on top of that additional layers of value that they see from a centralized standpoint. Yeah, no. And, and you know, they can challenge us uh, and they can sometimes bring a, a more global picture. Like, you know, there might be, some strategical aspect of a discussion because of discussion happening in the U.S. that we might miss from the region. So then they will share this information and we'll just collaborate to ultimately reach the, the best goal uh, uh, for the NBA as a whole in, in, in every given territory. Um, and so was your other, I'm sorry, your, your other, the other part of the question was about like the reasoning with having a, an office in, in London? Yeah, just in, in general, like, How big is the office in London and what's the global mindset of the NBA around this, the, the size of the office in London? Sure. So um, I think that first, let's start with uh, maybe a, a little bit of history on, uh, on, uh, on, on the office. Uh, uh, the first thing to know, I, I don't know if you, you probably know, Sam, but the, 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 the office was in Paris initially. Um, I, I think if I'm not wrong, I didn't double check that, but I think that it was the first international office of the NBA in Paris uh, in the late 90s. Um, and it was really just, uh, you know, uh, 10, 12 people uh, that, that, that were there. So it was, uh, um, it was not the same as today where we are almost 70 people, uh, you know, 60 people in, uh, in, um, in London and actually 10 in a smaller office in, in Madrid. Um, And we moved to, to London, I think, 15 years ago. Um, and now we have all the function represented, uh, you know, media distribution, licensing, fan engagement, events, basketball operation, and all the more classical, you know, support function like HR, finance. Um, and I think that our previous commissioner, David Stern, that, that, that I know you, you knew, um, uh, really had a vision that there was, and, and God, he was right, uh, that there was great potential for development internationally for the NBA. Um, and, and now today we have, we have 12 offices across the world. So this is something we're, we're replicating everywhere. Uh, and why Europe? I think it's, you know, Europe is important to the NBA at, at many levels. Uh, but I think the most important two things probably are um, what I will call, you know, talents, grassroots, uh, you know, 
like the players themselves and the game itself. And, and then there's a business aspect. And, and I think you need to have resources in the region to nurture both of these aspects. So I, as you can imagine, I won't share the revenue numbers, uh, but we have very healthy and, 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 you know, and, and growing business in the region. Um, and about the game itself, at the start of the season, just for reference, we had uh, more than 60 European players in the league, which is by far the biggest regional contingent outside of American players. And we had you know, six European players that were all-stars like, like you know, a couple of weeks ago, 10 European players that was selected at the last draft. So these are numbers that you know, speaks for themselves in terms of the importance of the region from yeah. even just for like a game perspective. And it's a, it's a virtuous circle uh, in the sense that, you know, the more players are going to have, the more local interest is going to generate, the more business and the more we're going to invest in the region and, and so on. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it as much as we love creating them. If you like the episode, feel free to comment, rate and share with people around you. You can visit our website, www.lastsource.io to learn more about our activities. You will discover a wide range of articles and can subscribe to our newsletter to receive the latest tech and sports news in your mailbox every month. Stay tuned for new episodes. Le Corner.